satisfaction. Hello. It must be Sunday because here I am. There you are. And it's looking a little cloudy out there, but uh, but it is. at least it's not snowing with the snow mist. So we're all a bunch of happy campers. So hopefully you got your ears on and you're going to call in because today's the last Sunday of the month. And that means we have Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here. So please take advantage of her being here. That if you got any questions pertaining to the health of your dog or cat, please call them in. And then, of course, I'll be taking your questions uh, for obedience or whatever, cat questions, you know, behavior things or whatever. So so please, yeah, give a holler and we'll be happy to answer all your diligent questions. And hopefully you've had time to get out and uh, enjoy the beautiful weather. So it's it's just been, uh, I've been, my horse is shedding like you wouldn't believe. Every time I go down there and feed him and I groom out some more, I come up with the house going... <laughs> Because I got hay in my hair and my mouth and oh, Jiminy Christmas. But yes, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. And all the birds are really happy. They're going to have very fine nests this year. So anyway, so hopefully you got some questions. 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Hey, Carly, do you had a good Easter? I did, yes. Oh, it was very fun. Oh, good, good, good. It's um becoming very eventful. Oh, is it? Um, my sister is 35 weeks pregnant. Oh, yes. Um, no bambinos so, yet? Twins? Um, No, but um, she is going to be induced um in a week and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, she so, makes it that way. You know, something might happen before that. <laughs> I know. Well, that's that's what was planned. It, it originally was planned for like two weeks, but... Huh. um. Yeah, she went to the doctor, and they're like, nope, we got to move you up. So, wow, wow. So I think she goes in tomorrow to see kind of like okay. when she has to be there, right. kind of what needs to happen. Is she really big? She is. Wow. Yep. She's, um, yeah, she's huge. Okay. <laughs> she's huge. I'm I mean that in that. the nicest way possible. Go. But yeah, she huh. is. She, okay. I, she's ready for them to come out. She, yeah. So yeah, then that begets a whole nother thing. Exactly. But right now her body is just like over it. There you go. Yeah. So well, you grab the lines and we'll talk to, hey, Dr. Jess, how you doing? Hello. Pause, pause, Hello. pause. Sorry. <laughs> Hi there. Hi, how you doing? Good. Good, good. What's new in the holistic world? Anything, um, anything earth shattering, new just and exciting? Keep, uh, just keeping busy. Keeping busy. That's good. I know you had a clinic a couple weekends ago, and that went really good. You brought Ethel and, and Gilligan to that, so I'm glad we got that done. And they, they're going to live for hopefully more, many more years, I'm hoping. so. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. I know it. But anyway, so uh, uh, we were discussing when we were talking. Uh, there's so many people that when they have a dog that misbehaves or has anxieties, they want to put them on meds like Prozac or you know people drugs. And so I called you and asked you, isn't there any other ways other than putting on, you know, those big drugs into a dog, more natural ways to to deal with it? But also, you know, we look at our our two-legged kids nowadays, it seems like, you know, they're on Ritalin, they're on this, they're on that, you know, because kids won't, sometimes I really feel that people want the dogs and the kids to be seen and not heard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And puppies and young dogs are going to be obnoxious, especially if you don't utilize their noodle. You know, you never can exercise a dog enough to uh, calm them down because all you do is build an athlete. What used to take a half hour to run, you know, to tuck her out, then it was an hour and then it's two hours and then they're running marathons and it just gets crazy. And so that's why there's, you know, I, as a trainer, I just wish more people would utilize their brain, teach them to get good trick books and just have some fun with the dogs. That would be more of a calming effect. But anyway, so now with the anxiety ridden dogs, 
Annie hints on that from the holistic side. Well, uh, for those, you know, a lot of it is um, management, right? I mean, it helps if the at least one person in the home is not anxious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because you can have this atmosphere. If there's a lot going on, if you have, you know, ailing parents or a problematic child in the home. And so everybody kind of ends up being on edge. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's helpful if at least the adults in the home can kind of, you know, get over their own anxiety and calm down. There you because go. they're the ones who are going to be the leaders for the dog. Right. Um, but, you know, in general, I use... Obviously diet, right? Because kibble is so high carb, a.k.a. Mm -hmm. high sugar. Right. It's like trying to, you know, keep a kid calm while you're feeding them candy all day. That's not going to work. Yeah. So diet is number one. And then I use a lot of mineral supplements uh, because minerals feed the adrenal glands and stabilizing the adrenal glands can help um, take you down out of the kind of flight or fright reactive state that you end up being in. So minerals to feed the adrenal glands. There are also certain herbs that um, are are calming to the adrenal glands. So anytime, like if you look at some herbal books, it'll tell you, like they use these terms, like this herb is uh, carminative or, you know, warming or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what many of those things mean, but anything that is an adaptogen, an adaptogenic herb. Right adaptogens means that they feed the adrenal glands and they help you adapt to your circumstances. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Can you give a couple of examples? So you can use things like, um, I mean, ashwagandha is kind of a well-known adaptogen. Um, Obviously, everything else has escaped my brain at the moment. Okay, I can't think of it right off the bat. Brain fluff. Yeah. But some, because if you look at... um, a lot of supplements that are made for calming. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes it seems like people do a two-minute internet search. They take the five things that have a reputation for calming behaviors in animals, throw them together in a supplement, and put it on the market. And because this is an unregulated industry, literally anybody could do this. Right. So things like, uh, you'll see things like the common herbs that are referred to as nervines, and those are herbs that have slightly sedating qualities like skullcap or valerian Mm -hmm. um you'll see things like tryptophan right tryptophan is Mm -hmm. the amino acid that slows us down after thanksgiving dinner dinner. (laughs) makes us less likely to go run around the block there you go and so um so you see a lot of i think of them as kind of junk supplements that have these sort of you know here's a bunch of comic things let's put them in together right you know sell it um whereas it's helpful i think to take the individual uh animal into uh you know under your consideration and try to figure out exactly what the issue is and what particularly needs support because we had amy delong you know uh uh, herb your oils you know a Mm -hmm. couple weeks ago and she was mentioning some of the oils that you know are particular calming so i was just looking that there's herbs or whatever that you know uh that other than oils, then or they can all work together, I guess. Yeah, sure, because they're all doing different things. But same thing with anxious animals and essential oils. Everybody reaches for lavender. Yeah, but that's not always I hate that lavender smell. Oh, exactly, I hate, I hate it. it too. But it's it's not always the appropriate thing. Like you have to look at the situation, and say, okay, you know, what is it about this animal? Why are they anxious? And maybe there's some management that needs to be done to remedy the situation versus trying to drug it away. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. You know, I, I mean, some of these where if, if the animal's anxiety is still off the charts, then I'll start probably with the mineral supplements. Medicinal mushrooms also, 
provide a massive amount of minerals. Mm-hmm. But anytime you use something like that, honestly, it should be organic. It should be, um, you know, grown or produced by a company that is reputable and right, certified where they're getting their ingredients right. from and how they're processing them. Because okay. I always think, like, if you're going to take an herb medicinally, don't pour Roundup on it first. Yeah, that's right. It. So organic herbs are really important. Yes. And that's, but then see people just like with the CBD oil and the hemp oil, you know, oh. it's the latest and greatest. And so everybody's pumping it out and, and not really looking into where is it from, what, you know, the quality of it. And obviously, you know, if you're paying 50 bucks for a little bottle and over here, you can get it for the same size bottle for 20 bucks. Okay. Well, why? I said, well, there's, well, that's a no brainer that obviously it's the quality of what you're buying. Well, it should be. And with CBD oil too. I mean, it's, it's not like hemp is necessarily grown organically. Right. Yeah. So that's something to to look into. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, uh, that time again there, Carly. So are we ready for some trivia? Okay, uh, we're going to hold on a second, then we'll get to the calls. So if you got a call for Dr. Jessica Levy, six five one six four one one zero seven one. Okay, there is an average of how many spiders per acreage in green areas. There is an average of how many spiders per acre in green areas. We'll be back. Hello, thank you for tuning into the Katie K9 show. Remember, we you can podcast our, my show. Go to mytalk1071.com. Go to my show page. If you need a link to, uh, if you want to contact Dr. Jessica Levy, that's on that show page. Uh, all my past shows are on the show page, so check it out. All right, there there is an average of how many spiders per acre in green areas? Do you have any idea, Carly? Uh a lot. Okay. You want, it, want me to give you some numbers? To yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, wait. I want to guess. Okay, you want to guess? 1.7 million per mm-hmm. acre? Yeah. Per Spider- a lot. Spiders are little. They per, are. Per yeah. acre. Fit a lot of them. Per acre. You That's said, why you, I said a lot. You say millions? <sighs> How about, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, let's see. 30, 40, or 50,000 per well, that's acre. That's not very many. Um, 30, 40, or 50,000. I'm going to go with 40. Okay. No, it's 50. Okay. <laughs> I, but That's terrifying. 50,000 spiders per acre. That's terrifying. That's, yeah, but spiders are tiny. Well, I get that. I mean, lots of spiders oh are my tiny. Goodness. Not all spiders yeah, are there tiny. You go. I know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, 50,000 per acre. The ones that eat humans aren't tiny. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's move yeah. on. Okay, and let's go to the point. My anxiety level yeah, just there hit the right. You got that right. Yeah. Let's, let's go to the, the phone lines. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk to Jennifer. And Jennifer has a question about her dog that's throwing up bile. All right. Hi, Jennifer. How you doing? Fine, thank you. Oh, what kind of dog do you got? Um, I have a one-year-old Shih Tzu. A one-year-old? Yes. Okay, so what's going on? So, um, since she's about four months old, she periodically throws up bile, kind of like early morning, like around like five, six in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I've been working with her vet, and we started spreading out her meals. So I feed her kind of smaller meals about four times a day. And then um, that helped a little bit. And then I started giving her um, some Pepsid, and that was helping a little bit. Um, But now, over the past, I would say, um, then I started to feed her her last meal about 10 o'clock at night, and that was working. And then now it seems like she's not throwing up the bile, now that I give her the Pepsid and her last meal at 10. But she wakes up kind of gagging, like it's coming up or she's nauseous. Okay. Pretty much at least once or twice a night. A night? Um, pretty much. A Every night. night. Yeah. Um, so anytime, so if I feed her at 10 p.m., 
she can wake up kind of gagging like at 11.30, as early as 11.30, but usually it's around like 1 in the morning and then again at like 4 in the morning. That's what's going on um, every night for about the past four or five weeks. Okay, what do you, what what food do you feed? Um, I'm feeding her Stella and Chewy, the feet freeze-dried patties. Freeze-dried? Yeah, before that I had her on Farmina, the pumpkin formula, and then before that I had her on the Nutrisource, but she was having kind of a harder time digesting those two foods. Okay, do you have, are you, like, are you giving her what treats? Any treats? Um, very rarely I have the Sojo's turkey. Okay, and then what about any chewy, chewy things? Anything that she chews on? No. Okay. Just toys. Just toys, okay. Okay, Dr. Jess. Um, did she get, um, heartworm preventive or flea and tick, whatever? Or? Um, I don't do flea and tick and I don't do heartworm. Um, she got a little bit of diarrhea after her last um, dewormer, and so we're not going to be doing that anymore. When was that? That was in. That was a couple months. Oh, that was. Hold on. That was about a month ago. Okay. So that was after the whole bile thing had started? Yeah. Yeah, she's had dewormer like several times since she was born, what? but only Why? the last time. Um, it seemed to kind of upset her digestive system. Right. Okay, but, why Why yeah. has she had that? The dewormer? Yeah. Why? That, it's just okay. what the breeder gave her and then... Okay, but has she ever had a doo-doo's test? Oh, yeah, but yeah, then why did she have it a month ago? What was going on? It was part of what they thought was the regular workup at the end of February. What? But now we're not going to give it to her anymore because it upset her stomach. Okay, good. Diarrhea. Good. And then, and when was she last vaccinated? Oh, uh, she was last vaccinated. Um, it was her rabies in September. Okay, and is she spayed? Yes. And when did that happen? Um, October. Okay. Okay. So, um, did you uh, do your due diligence and go online and Google the human side effects of Pepsid? No. Oh, that would be a good idea. So any any time you're using any kind of a drug, it would be, uh-huh. behoove you to look up the side effects. Okay. Now, the side effects in dogs are not well studied and honestly rarely reported because they, they kind of go unrecognized. So you have to look at the human side effects. Any drug that is used at all in humans, it's worth looking at the side effects. For example, did you know that one of the side effects of antacids is kidney failure? No. Yep, you got to figure out which one you'd rather have, right? <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so Pepsid in humans, um, everything that you see about it, at least the last time I looked it up online, tells you definitely not to take it for longer than 10 days because, okay. because there are risks. Not only does it suck the calcium out of your bones, but it also uh, can cause kidney failure. <laughs> okay. So because of that, I'm, I'm not a fan of antacids and I don't use them in practice. Um, well, and I'm not sure if it's really even working because I've talked to my son about stopping it. Uh huh. But she's been on it every day since the end of December. Good. Oh. So now you get to take her off it. Okay. Um. Uh. So, and then another thing I would do is I would look into using the raw frozen food. Are you always using the same protein, or do you change those around? Um. I've been using the same protein, but I've been trying to think about like what would be the next best one 
Um, I wasn't too sure because the I'm just getting her off of the salatouis, the beef and the salmon. So I don't know if having two proteins in there makes a difference, and if I should just go to like a single source protein. I give her the salatouis, the freeze dried twice a day, and then I give her a frozen raw, the Nature's Variety, once a day. And what protein is that? Beef. Okay. So. And I just didn't know if if like a higher fat and protein, if that makes a difference with it at all. No, but you need you do definitely need to have different proteins in the diet. So what I do is I feed just one protein per meal. Okay. But, but you can change proteins as often as every meal. But you need okay. to change proteins at least every three days. Okay. And so you have to, you know, figure out where you need to be on a constant rotation. And then something else to think about, like, if you think about why humans get um, acid reflux... It's actually because the stomach acid is not acidic enough. So if your stomach acid is not acidic enough, if the pH is not low enough, then it doesn't signal the lower esophageal sphincter to close. And so basically the bottom part of your food pipe stays open and then bile washes back up into your esophagus and causes heartburn. So you actually need to increase the acidity of the stomach acid. So one way to do this is to go to a health food store and buy a hydrochloric acid supplement. Uh, Which, because people have heartburn, this is not something that's hard to find. And then what I would do, usually it comes in capsules, and I would... um, Oh, you have a Shih Tzu. Let's see. Let's make things difficult. Yeah. Um, what about some probiotic digestive enzyme? Has this poor dog has been wormed that many times? Well, yes, that of course too. Yeah, so yeah. I give her, um, I give her a, it's an Animals Essentials probiotic digestive enzyme. Okay, good. Twice a day, I stopped by Tuck and Don, and they suggested the Honest Kitchen goat um, milk probiotic, but I, I haven't really noticed that making much of a difference. But I do give her um, a little bit with the food in the morning and then at night. Okay. So then the other thing I want to say is, so one of my clients has three little tiny Shih Tzus. They're like five, seven and nine pounds. And she struggled with these dogs with all sorts of indigestion. And, you know, if one Mm -hmm. was barfing, the other was having diarrhea. It was like (laughs) constant in her house. And so she finally figured it out. Now she tried at first they were on raw, but you know, she wasn't having success with that. She tried cooked. She tried dehydrated. She tried freeze dried. She tried canned food. She tried kibble. She went through the whole thing. And then uh, she tried feeding them several times a day because that's what was recommended. And finally, she solved their problem by feeding them raw food, raw frozen food. And she feeds them once a day. Ooh. That, Just that, once that a day. eliminated all yep. their digestive problems. Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah, people, the dog's gut system is supposed to rest when you read. Oh, exactly. Dogs are not like people on the inside. So this idea of... If you continually feed them, if you, you, some people are doing four meals a day and then it goes to six meals a day, if that's not enough, but really your dog's uh, stomach, like you're never letting the stomach empty out basically. And they, they need to go a good long time. Now I've had some patients who have had similar symptoms who do well with a fatty snack at bedtime. And so a fatty snack could be tripe. Tripe is really nice and fatty. It could just be a meatball of fatty hamburger. Uh, coconut oil will work some of the time. Um, those are kind of the ones that I would start with. Full fat cottage cheese 
is bland and dogs usually, even though it's dairy, dogs usually do really well with that. Okay, why don't you hold on to the thought? We got to run. So don't hang up. We're going to come back, okay? Okay. Okay. In Alaska, it is illegal to do what when somebody is moose hunting? Okay. In Alaska, it is illegal to do what when they're, somebody's moose hunting? We'll be back. Hello, hello. Thanks for staying with Katie K9 Show. Sharing your Sundays with me, I greatly appreciate it. And me with Dr. Levy, holistic vet. Okay, in Alaska, it is illegal to do what when someone is moose hunting? Do you have any idea, Carly? Make the mating call of a moose. Ah, that would be a good one. How about you, Dr. Jess? Uh, that, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't know. Wear antlers? What? Okay. okay, in Alaska, it is illegal to whisper in someone's ear while they are moose hunting. What? To whisper in someone's ear. Well, you know how it lasts. So you can yell at them then? Apparently. Awesome. Okay. Just remember that. Hey, you. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, we are talking to Jennifer. Jennifer, are you still with us? Hello? Jennifer? Oh, there you are. Yeah. Good job. Good job. Okay, let's sum it up here. Okay, so um, feed frozen raw food. I mean, obviously thawed out first. in, In some variety. And I often encourage people also to use different brands as well as different proteins. Yep. Right? Each yep. each brand of the pre-made raw food, every single one of them has their selling point. There's differences between all of them. And you might find that your dog likes the turkey from this brand but not from this other brand or something like that. So in the ideal situation, you would have at least three open bags in your freezer. Different proteins from different manufacturers. And then, you know, every day you just thought something different. See, I use OC Raw, Tucker's, and Raw Bistro are the three that I rotate with. Yep. So are the frozen and, and ones. There's, yeah, and there's other ones out there. So, yep. you know, you can just experiment. And then I would, honestly, I would feed fewer times per day. Um, and then, you know, you just kind of find out what works for your dog. So you could potentially feed in the morning and give a fatty snack at bedtime, or you might just feed once a day in the evening. Okay. So it's going to be a little bit of an experiment then, I would, to find out. I would, what, yeah, and I would drop the Pepsid. And then if oh, you yeah. need to, then I would go, then I would get a hydrochloric acid supplement, something like betaine hydrochloride. But I wouldn't necessarily do that right off the bat because dosing could be a challenge. Like standard process, I know they make betaine okay. hydrochloride in tablets, but in health food stores, like the stuff that I have, I think is a capsule. And I think you would not want to open the capsule. Oh, really? Why? It's going to burn your guts. It's hydrochloric acid. Oh, okay. It's going to burn going down. And and it's it's hard to titrate it down. He'll play with the food and feed a fewer times with the frozen raw before trying the hydrochloric acid. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And then since I'm feeding her four times a day, should I gradually try to get down to the once a day? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just the same way that... That people who are smarter than I about this, people will often actually fast their dogs one day a week. And so mm-hmm. your dog goes from eating twice a day to eating nothing for an entire day. And it's really mm-hmm. beneficial for them. Yeah. I think my client with the little Shih Tzus, yeah, she also does fast them one day a week. Okay. So, so, oh, okay. Yeah, so these, they... these little teeny tiny nuggets of dogs. Okay. So yeah, give that a shot and then get back to us and let us know how it yeah. worked out, Okay. Well, just one quick question. Okay. If she yeah. wakes up gagging like in the middle of the night where it's almost like it's coming up, what should I do? Just let her gag? Um, like if the bile does? Well, it depends. I mean, you know, you could, you could try offering her a little tiny meatball of fatty hamburger or a little uh-huh. bit of cottage cheese to see if it 
if that helps, you know, kind the of four percent cottage cheese, the higher fat cottage cheese. Yeah. Okay. I mean, there's no point in buying anything else, right? right. Yep. I know. Because I books. give her a little bit of a treat when that happens, but I almost wonder if it's making it worse because well, it now would, it's happening more frequently. Yeah, and it would very much depend on the treat. But you know, if you've eliminated all the, um, you know, greenies and rawhides and chew sticks and blah blah blah. Yeah, she's never had those. Good. Okay, good. Good for you. So yeah, so try, just try it and see, and see what goes, and then like okay. I say, either email me, myself, or Jess, and just keep mm-hmm. us posted because that's how we all learn. Okay, to see what because what works for one dog may not work for another, but right. at least it's something different than what you're doing because it seems like it's going backwards instead of forwards. You yeah, know, that, that there is more gagging going on all of a sudden. So mm-hmm. okay, right. in spite yeah. of the Pepsi, and right. I, think, I think the Pepsi at this point is risky. Okay, yeah, no, nope, that's good to know. All right, thank you so much. You bet, kiddo. Yeah. Have a good one. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Hey, you got a call? I got a question. Give a holler. 651-641-1071. Who's up next there, Carly? Okay, we're going to talk to Sarah. And Sarah has a corgi with kidney stones. Kidney stones. Boy, can I relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) Been dealing with them for almost two years. Yes, you have. Hey, Sarah, how you doing? Hi, good. Thank you. Thanks for holding on. So what's going on? Um, my son has a corgi that's two years old, and she had the kidney stones, had surgery about two and a half weeks ago. The vet uh, changed uh, her um, food, and she is still having some accidents, and she's super thirsty, and my son is having to take her out, you know, multiple times a day. So I'm wondering, is it normal after surgery to... Okay. Have these sort of what food do they put put her on? I'm sorry, I don't know that. Okay, yeah, because we should know that. Because uh, my guess is probably the prescription. But well, yeah, and then he, yep, he did say that medicated. It was medicated. Are yeah. these are these kidney stones or bladder stones? I oh boy, because I, I think... right because usually they're not going to do surgery for kidney stones. Yeah, in a dog, okay. it would be then very unusual sorry. for a two year old dog to have kidney stones. I mean, not that it's that normal for them to have bladder bladder? stones, but... Yeah. Okay, it's bladder, bladder stones. So some of it, um, you know, depending on the um, kind of stones that they were. So the University of Minnesota has the small animal urolith center of the universe, I think. And (laughs) so, like, if if a veterinarian does surgery and removes bladder stones, they get sent to the university. The analysis is free. Mm -hmm. And it's helpful sometimes to find out what the stones are made of because... So uh, bladder stones are basically, you know, your urine has a bunch of minerals in it because stuff is sifted through the kidneys. Waste products are going to be removed. Water is going to be conserved. And then this all gets dumped into the bladder and certain things start to mineralize. Minerals will sometimes precipitate out of the solution that is your urine. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes they start to stick together and form stones. Mm. So some... Bladder stones form because infection is present, and sometimes it's a dietary cause. So with these dogs, I will always get them on a raw food diet. It's hard to tell when you're feeding a dry food if the dog is drinking more than is normal, because feeding dry food forces dogs to drink Drink horrendous amounts of water. Exactly. So you got to get off the dry food. Okay. Personally, I get them off of all processed food and just feed them raw food. Um, so there's a bunch of different ways to do that. Uh, they are, you know, you go to any pet food store and you can just buy raw pet foods off the shelf or well, out of the freezer, freezer. Really, yeah. 
out of the freezer. Um, so I would do that. I would do, um, you know, get the dog on a probiotic. Now, if she's had bladder stones, chances are she's on antibiotics or has been on antibiotics, even just because of the surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so a good probiotic, you can get them either at your local pet food store or at a health food store, um, you know, made for humans. Um, I would do that. I would also get um, some cranberry extract. Cranberry extract, you know, Solid Gold makes a supplement called Berry Balance that has cranberry in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can go to a health food store and just buy some cranberry extract in capsules. It's extremely unlikely that you'd be able to get a dog to drink cranberry juice. Yeah. It's kind of like drinking lemon juice. Yeah. I mix there. mine in with Ethel's. You know, Ethel gets fed, you know, raw. So I just mix it in with that or canned pumpkin I was or plain say, yogurt. You're eating Ethel's food? Yeah, there we go. Poor little dog. <laughs> I know it. So, uh, but cranberry extract is is very safe. So I would just, you know, go to a health food store or buy some capsules and then, you know, just give one capsule with each meal and you can open them onto the dog's food. Um, and then okay. I would also get the herb marshmallow. So marshmallow helps to... Um, increase the mucus that lines the mucous membranes and cranberry specifically does that for the bladder so a lot of times the two of them will work together very nicely so typically when i look for an herb like marshmallow i would want to get it in a tincture which means in a liquid formula and to do that you want an organic alcohol-free tincture so most tinctures, if you go to the health food store, they're, they're going to have an assortment of herbal tinctures, so little liquid dropper bottles. But those will probably have alcohol in them. And just for dogs and cats, I don't want any alcohol in my herbs if I can avoid it. So Animal Essentials makes an organic version that I think is alcohol-free. If you go to animalessentials.com, you can buy it from them. They have uh, the marshmallow you're talking about? Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, and they also sell it at Canine Crossing up in Ham Lake. I don't, I don't really know of any, any other places in the Twin Cities that carry okay. it. And then, you know, it's dosed for the size of the dog. So your average corgi, um, uh, two-year-old corgi, I would probably give like a quarter of a milliliter. You know, it's going to come with a, like a one milliliter mm-hmm. drop or something yeah. like that. It'll give a quarter of a milliliter, but probably three times a day. Three times a day. Um, and that's okay. the kind of thing. So if there's no alcohol in it, then there's glycerin instead. And glycerin is a sugar, so it makes it a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm. You know, put a drop on your tongue first or put a drop in your hand and lick it off your hand just to see how bad it is before you try to put it in your dog's mouth. And if it doesn't taste that bad, then I would just put it straight into the dog's mouth three times a day. Oh, okay. I mean, when you're feeding, you can put it on the food. But say if in the middle of the day, if you don't usually feed your dog lunch, mm-hmm. you could just give okay. the herb orally. Okay. So I would... Um, okay. Start with those things because you'll get a lot of mileage out of those. If for, if so for she doesn't need that. Oh, sorry, she doesn't need the medicated food that the doctor gave. I'm not a fan of prescription diets. How about that? Okay. You can go to dogsnaturallymagazine.com. I, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that you can make a dog healthy by feeding it dry, high carbohydrate food of yeah. any kind. Yeah. So dogsnaturallymagazine.com and healthypets.mercola.com and put in uh, bladder stones. All right, and read on. And that'll give you a lot of okay. tips, too, because you got to empower yourself. You know, we always mm-hmm. want to trust the vet, but sometimes we've got to look at other, just like in humans, you know, there's Eastern medicine, Western medicine, and we need to work together here. All right. Yeah, and for, for animals who continue to develop bladder stones, so you have a couple of things going on, right? You have the diet that causes it, potentially infection, but there's something going on in their metabolism that 
causes their bodies to produce these kind of minerals that start to stick together in the bladder. So there is also a Chinese herbal formula that I use, um, but your veterinarian would have to order it. So it's called Crystal Stone Formula, and I get it from Jing Tang Herbal. Jing Tang. <laughs> I didn't name it. Okay, hold on to that thought. Okay, we got to run to a break, so don't hang up. Anybody else got any questions, give a holler, 651-641-1071. The bat is the only mammal that can do what? The only mammal that can do what? Be back. Hello, thanks you, thank you for holding on. All right, the bat is the only mammal mammal that can. What do you think, Carly? Uh, fly. You got it. Yay! The bat is the only mammal that can fly. So there you go. Look at ding ding ding. Yes. Ding. All right. Open line six five one six four one one zero seven one. Who's up next? Okay, we're going to talk to Anne. Anne has a question about a cat's eating issues. Class cats eating issues. Oh, yes. Okay. Hi, Ann. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Good. So, what's going? How old's your cat? Um, she's a, she's pretty old. She's about sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yep. And then, what food are you feeding now? Um, I took her off of dry food because she wasn't eating as much. Um, so I changed to wet food. I changed to um Sheba brand. Um, but now she just seems to be either. Um, hacking it up later, um, or just um, licking the gravy off and just not eating the food altogether. Okay. Have you checked her teeth? If she got her mouth is okay. It seems to be okay. Okay. Is it how how overall is she? What's her coat like? It seems fine. She looks really healthy. Okay. What's the doodles like in the in the in the box? They're normal. Okay. Is there extra urine or a lot of pee marks? Um, a little extra urine, I would say, yeah. Okay. Uh, what's her weight like? Is she thin, fat, just right? Um, She's always been pretty thin her whole life, but she's a little thinner now. Okay. Okay. How old, how old is this cat again? 16. 16? Uh, yeah. And when when did she last have blood work done? Um, I don't know. It's been a while. Time. It's time to go. Okay. And uh, and have her uh, thyroid tested as well as a full uh, biochemical profile. Okay. And now, do you, are you are you changing the kinds of food that you feed her, or like you know you know she likes chicken, so you always feed her chicken, or? Um. Yeah, it's like a variety of different kinds. So it's been salmon, chicken, turkey. She only seems to like the salmon, so um, I'm trying to step away from the other ones. Wait, so so you're only feeding her salmon and keeping away from the other ones? Yeah. Okay, and it's Sheba? Yep. Okay, so um, I would, if, if for one thing, I would get her tested just so you can find out what the underlying problem is. Okay. Um, but when you take her in for that, when was she last at the vet, by the way? I, I'm not sure. She okay. from my parents, so. Okay, so when you take her in for that, you know, don't let her get... Don't let them do any vaccines or anything like that. You just want some diagnostic testing done. Um, yeah. And basic okay. diagnostic testing, I mean, it shouldn't be that expensive. Maybe a couple hundred dollars at the most. And okay. then I, I always recommend that people feed a variety of grain-free canned foods. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you go to any pet okay. food store, they will have, um, you know, a whole section of foods that are just the grain-free ones. 
And then, um, but you need, is she the only cat in the house? Yep. Okay, so then you basically need like one or two cans of every flavor of a bunch of different brands and then just, you know, jumble them up somehow so that every time you open a can of food, it should be something Uh new and different. Different brand, different protein. Now, obviously, if there's ones that you open, like, you know, maybe some cats are not on board with beef, for example. Um, If there's stuff that she completely won't eat at all, then, you know, you want to write those down so that you don't buy them again. But don't let her limit herself to one food. See, if you get to good canned foods, now Nutrisource has seven new ones that, well, they're not new anymore, but that that do not have chicken. And most everybody, you know, everything has chicken in it. And some cats get a chicken allergy. Then what you want to do is you put a couple tablespoons in a dish, put a little bit of hot, warm water on it. And because you were saying she likes to lick the gravy up, right? Yeah. Okay, so then uh-huh. and, and get the pate. Don't get the shredded or the stewed. Many cats don't like that texture. They prefer the pate. But if you add a okay. little bit of warm water with it, then now they're, uh-huh. you know, don't make it a soup, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but make it like a real thick gravy. Most cats will lick it up. Because cats really, if I watch my cats, and they really don't chew. They more or less lick their food. <laughs> so okay. that's what I would try. But the Nutrisource, like I said, they've got seven without chicken. Almost everything, if you look at a lot of the different foods out there chicken is in the base and like i said my walter has a chicken allergy if he's chicken he's his eyes you know go nuts so anyway but that's what i would just try to do and like you yeah. say rotate 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 a couple of the other ones nutrisource i use red barn merrick uh tiki cat so yeah earthborn earthborn yep. Laruva. yep but you have to stick to the grain-free canned foods because yes. in the cheaper canned foods if you read through the ingredients you'll see that they're full of sugar yep They've got, you know, caramel coloring in there, things that Mm -hmm. your cat does not need. Okay. So, so some of the canned foods are also kind of uh, trash in a can and you need to, you know, upgrade the, the food. Yep, and with okay. that that warm water, you know, with uh, with making a little bit of a gravy with it, really does help yeah. out a lot. My, my cats always liked what back when I fed canned food. My cats always liked the food that was in chunks and wouldn't eat pate. Okay, so, okay. you know, everybody Every kind of has yep. their own preferences. So you find out like what form she likes the food to be in, but don't let her stick to any one protein. So you have okay. to constantly surprise her with novelty. Right. Got and it. see, in fish, okay. we're not supposed to eat fish more than twice a week because of the heavy metal content. And so that's what you had, you know, from the big fish, you know, uh, uh, shrimp, uh, uh, not shrimp, uh, salmon and uh, tuna. tuna. All right. Mm-hmm. So that's uh-huh. so, yeah. So pay attention to that, that she's not getting too much of that. All right. Got it. Okay. okay. Well, good luck. Thank you so much. You bet. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's the thing is that uh, that with the cats, you just got to cats are so finicky. In a, in a way, yeah, my I've been really lucky. All my cats, no matter what I put out, they're like, yeah, I'll take that. You know, they've never, I've never had a finicky cat, and so, but see, I give set feeding times, and it's grain free canned foods, and then I also give them some raw. Like if I'm making hamburgers, I'll flip them some, you know, little meatballs, you know, type thing. Uh, just the plain hamburger. Same with the dogs. I, I always share. <laughs> Cutting up a chicken, cut up a couple pieces, you know, flip it to the dog, flip it to the cat. So that's the whole thing is that variety, variety, variety is, is huge to keep the gut system happy. And that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people fall into is that, well, my cat will not eat any other one. You only eat the salmon. Well, you know what? Like I say, by making it a little bit, you know, find out, is, is it the texture? 
Is it, is it, maybe he wants to little, as she said, he licked the gravy off and then walked away. But pretty, or, yeah, but pretty important though, that she did get the cat off of dry food. Yes. Which is really awesome. good. Yes. Cause that's kind of crucial to have a healthy cat yep. basically of any age is not to feed them dry food. It's too dry. It's too high in carbohydrate for them. It's relatively indigestible. There you go. Okay. Well, that sounds good. Okay. We're going to run and let's see what the next one is. The Okay, the the legs, the leg bones of a bat are so thin. What, uh, how do they just fly or can some walk or whatever? Okay, so the leg, the leg bones of a bat. So, and there's, you, how many species of bats are there also? So we'll, we'll get that into the mix too. Oh, we got, okay, I just thought we were, I thought we were down to the, down to the, well. We are, but this is one that I have to. It just goes by itself. Oh, there you go. Oh, like this. I yep. see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. How long have I been doing yeah. this? What can I say? The leg yeah. bones of a bat are so thin that out of how many species of bats, okay, there's only a couple or there's how many can, well, we'll talk about it when we get back. Okay. Don't touch that dial.